0: This episode of Man School is brought to you by DraftKings. Turn your fantasy sports knowledge into cash. Go to DraftKings.com and use promo code SCHOOL for free entry now. Man School. Life from the men who have lived it. With your host, Caleb Bacon. Man School. Man School.
1: Man School. Man School. Man School.
0: Welcome to Man School. My name is Caleb Bacon. I'm a writer living in Los Angeles, and yeah, I'm technically the dean of Man School, but I'm very much a student here as well. On each episode, I talk to inspiring men about their defining life experiences and how the hell they got through them. Today's class is with a man who is a triathlete. He's Rich Rubin, and those triathlete skills are definitely not something he was born with. Rich Rubin is a radio disc jockey at the famous K Rock here in Los Angeles. He's a voiceover guy, a commercial actor. He, he stays busy. And one of my favorite things about Rich is that he listens to Manschool. Manschool is a proud part of the Sideshow Network of Podcasts. So many other good shows on there. And I look forward to having more great Sideshow Podcast hosts on this very show. The quick link to Manschool on iTunes is bit.ly slash Manschool. Just a reminder, the show is dedicated to the power of one guy sitting down and talking to another. I absolutely encourage you to do just that in your own life. All you have to do, just be honest and get real. And now I bring you the triathlete. Rich Rubin, good to see you.
1: You too, man. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, it's good to have you because you took a break from professional radio to slum it in the world of podcasting.
1: here. (laughs) I think... I think those worlds are going to flip-flop pretty quick. I think they're already starting to in some in some areas.
0: Are you heard on a podcast? F- this is at the, all? you know,
1: what? no, this is the first podcast oh my God. I've ever been on. Yeah. And um, this is one of the few that I actually listen to. It's a good podcast.
0: Well, thank you. You're, yeah. You're a DJ on K-Rock, which mm-hmm. uh, for people who aren't in Los Angeles, it's, it's almost hard to grasp K-Rock because it's super popular, plays good music for the most part. Doesn't play Taylor Swift.
1: <laughs> I like it when I get calls for, hey, would you play Taylor Swift? And it's so fun where we're allowed to go, no. And yeah. that's it. That's yeah. all I say. And I'm not, like, enjoying being a prick. It's just, like, it is fun to say no in that tone to that listener.
0: Do you, you ever say, like, put your mother on the phone? I want her to yell at you. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. All right. So everybody listening now, call Rich Rubin and request Taylor Swift. <laughs> You told me how old you are. We don't need to mention it.
1: It's okay. I, don't, I have no... I have, I'm coming to grips with my age, but please go ahead. We can talk about the actual number later.
0: Well, okay. I'm 34. You look younger than me. <laughs> and Aww. I don't think that's very cool.
1: I'm, I'm I feel sorry. like
0: you're taunting me.
1: I'm just... I'm with your
0: sorry. hair <laughs> and your tan <laughs> and your 8.9% body fat.
1: I'm... I, yeah, I really don't know what to say to that, but that's very nice. I'll take it as a really nice compliment, so thanks. But
0: thank you for letting me measure your body fat. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, that, well, I, you said, you know, that's a prerequisite <laughs> was like, hey, for, the, for the podcast. I got
0: the calipers <laughs> to use them. Um, <laughs> but you, you mentioned to me that you keep in such great shape via triathlons.
1: Well, not triathlons. Training for triathlons will definitely, uh, that'll, that'll keep you in some pretty consistent shape. Do you compete? Yeah. Um, I've only done three, and two of them were sprints, which are very short distances. Okay. But um, I'm really into them. <laughs> I did uh, two Hermosa Day at the beaches, which are called the sprints. Those are short distances. And, and then last year, I did the Malibu, the Nautica-Malibu triathlon, which was a little longer. Some people still call that one a sprint they're called assholes. <laughs> well, you know what? To be fair, I am I am a glorified weekend warrior. I am not world class. I am not getting great times, but I was just tired of only going to the gym. So But
0: who well, is world class? I mean,
1: the world class guys that that f- fly by you when you're on your bike.
0: Yeah. For the layman out there. <clears throat> yeah. Let's break it down. Tri- okay. Triathlon means three athlon okay, so, <laughs> so you got the you got the biking, the swimming, and the running. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Again, showing off.
1: Aww. That's That's too much. What, what is the order uh, they do them in? It, for the ones that I've done, you swim, you bike, and you run. Is that pretty consistent with what most of them are? The three that I've done, that's been the way it is. I, I'm assuming there, there's other ways to mix it up, but I've never heard of it another way. But then again, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a year and a half in.
0: See, are you saying they should have brought out a real triathlon expert?
1: Yes. Oh, no, no, no. This I'm not. A, but I, but I never claim to be an expert. I'm just nope. telling you what I'm doing.
0: <laughs> no, I, know. I, I know. But uh, it's interesting here because there's such a culture of fitness in Southern California, mm-hmm. and you know, I think a lot of that's because it's in the culture. But then also, you have the water, you have the good weather. Like it, it's conducive for all of it. For example, you're a surfer too. Yeah. Um. But like CrossFit has taken off here. You know, the original Gold's Gym is out here. Like, there's there's yeah. so much just like stuff that, mm-hmm. that takes hold. And it d- does seem like triathlons are kind of getting more popular. They're getting really popular. Yeah. Um, but so what, what made you want to stop whatever fitness routine you were doing and step it up to the triathlon?
1: <laughs> well, I've been going to the gym or doing something athletic since I was um, little. And I also have a high metabolism, which is I'm I, I'm I which I actually like. So moving around is kind of I kind of need to. It's hard for me to sit still very long. And everybody who knows me knows that about me. They're like, Rich is getting antsy.
0: But you're just in my time with you today. Like you're not one of those hyper
1: guys who's bopping
0: all around, full of ADD.
1: No, ADD is has not. not. I don't have ADD. I really know that I don't. I've been told that, no, you're not that guy, but I have a high metabolism. It's one of those things, once, you, once I kick into gear, then I want to keep going. I like to relax. I'm, I'm okay sitting here, and I'm not hyper. I don't think I'm hyper. I can get hyper if you give me another cup of coffee. So as far as triathlons, um, first of all, I have uh, scoliosis. I have a bad curve in my back, and I have a lot of lower back pain. And going to the gym, and I'm not poo-pooing the gym. I just got to be so routine for me. It got to be the thing. Um, I don't like having to shower before I go work out. I'm not trying to say I'm a scumbag, but I can hop on my bike and just go and worry about that other stuff later. I kind of felt like the cosmetic aspect of the gym and working out wasn't working for me anymore. How long had you been doing that? Most of my life. I still go, just not nearly as much. I got a 24-hour fitness membership, and I like it. It's fine. It just got to a point where it's like, I want to learn a skill along with staying in shape. I want to learn... How to swim. I want to learn the difference between a trail bike and a road bike. I want to learn a more effective way to run because I hate running. It doesn't feel good on my back. So a friend of mine suggested do the Hermosa Day at the Beach Sprint Triathlon. I said, all right. So I did it. And before I swam out to the first marker, I was about to quit because I didn't know how to swim. I wasn't drowning, but I didn't really know what I was doing. Swimming's hard. Swimming's hard.
0: I I feel like uh, for anyone who's splashed around the pool... Not a big deal, but the ocean.
1: Well, swimming in a pool and swimming in the ocean are totally different. And it surprised me that swimming in the pool, at least for me, harder than swimming in the ocean, which surprises a lot of my friends who I say, just come and swim with me and you'll see what I mean. Being a surfer and having sea legs, I love being in the ocean. I love, I love, love, love being in the ocean. So I kind of attacked the swimming in the ocean part of it after I learned that I sucked at swimming in the ocean. I soldiered through the first triathlon and I'm glad I finished, and I was like, I bet I could do this a lot better if I trained for it.
0: Or if you knew how to... If I knew how to swim. Yeah.
1: If I, knew what, if, I, if I was using my own bike, if I had bought a pair of new running shoes, whatever, all those things. Yeah. So I just put it in my head to, I'm going to do this Malibu one, which is a lot longer and a lot harder, and I'm going to do it right.
0: Now, let's rewind the clock a little bit. Okay. Because uh, scoliosis... I want to gloss over that, because that's not, not too common, but, was, but it's one of those things that I remember being checked for in school oh, yeah. when I was little, and yep. definitely something like, I feel like you hear about mm-hmm. more so than lupus, right? even if lupus is more common. I don't have my lupus statistics here, but uh, you know what I'm saying, because I, I, I don't.
1: <laughs> no, you, you, you said it perfectly. You're right. I think you put it perfectly. More people have it than they know. A lot of people don't get it checked. Oh. A lot of people have a slight curve in their spine. I have a pronounced curve, which surprised me when I actually got an x-ray of it.
0: Really? What part of your spine?
1: Uh, right above my tailbone. Okay. It just goes... It, it just curves... I mean, I don't know. It curves to the right. Like, um, like a
0: question mark
1: or... It's pronounced. Yeah. Not like It's not crippling. If you looked at me, you're like, that guy looks, he's, looks like he's fine, but I'm, I'm just telling you what I got. But
0: did you have pain when you were a kid?
1: No, I didn't really have pain until... Um, I honestly don't know when I started noticing how much it hurt. It's just the lower right side of my mind of my back. I guess when I was living and working near Sacramento, I just started well like driving got a little more uncomfortable. Running got a little everything just got a little more uncomfortable as I got older.
0: So you never really noticed it as a day to day thing before nope, that? Not at all. And what what kind of sports did you play when you were younger?
1: Everything. I played I was I was a basketball junkie until I didn't grow. <laughs> and, well. uh, um I played football in high school. I sucked. I ran track and field. I ran hurdles for a little guy. I just, I rode my bike everywhere. I rode my skateboard everywhere. As I said, high metabolism, just, I had to keep moving.
0: But scoliosis didn't uh, hold you back from any of that stuff, huh?
1: Um, I don't remember being checked or being told that I had it. And I, sometimes I think when it comes to these things, not knowing or being ignorant about it might actually benefit you. That's, that's one guy's opinion on it.
0: And you're not a doctor.
1: Nope, but having nope. a doctor show me an x-ray of my back, it actually benefited me, because you know I'm 48, and I'm like, oh, I had better watch it, and really had better strengthen the area around it, because I don't want back surgery, I don't, didn't want to deal with that. Because
0: your options are, like, if you're going to seek a medical treatment, as far as I
1: know, it's, it's a big deal, like, there's no middle-of-the-road kind of the road thing. You're all in, and if it takes, great, if it doesn't, now you have a whole new myriad of problems. Yeah, now you have a hole in your back. Whatever it is. Yeah. And my, you know, my mom, who's, who's one of these people that she's 73, she swims every day and she has a high metabolism like me. That's who I get it from. Or I, and here's what I don't know. Here's what else I don't know about it. There's a doctor out there going, this idiot. But um, <laughs> I, I don't know if you are born with it or you develop it. I have no idea. I'd never heard of it until later, earlier last year. And they're like, wow, look at my spine. I, I believe that it curved more because of me abusing my back at the gym and not lifting correctly.
0: Were there certain lifts that you tried to power through because... Yep.
1: You know, and so when I would bench, nurse, if I w- when I was younger, I would bench. I could bench a lot for my size and, you know, you arch your back. That's called cheating. You're not supposed to do that. Yeah. And I could, you know, every now and then my lower back would spasm out and the next day I'd go get a massage and I'd feel better. But it would be a little, little, little tender for a few days. How bad were the spasms? Spas- spasms enough for like, oh my God, like, like, I can't stand up out of bed. I got to crawl out. And that happens now, but in the right way, because I'm just old and crickety. And there are days where, you know, I'll do what's called brick training, where I'll ride the bike and I'll swim. And the next day, my body's just like, stay here. (laughs) (laughs) So you got to ease into your day and then you're fine. But yeah, that's just that's just an age thing. What's brick training? Brick training is when you for triathlons, you start stacking the thing, the events. So like you start with the swim. And then that's your workout for the day. Okay. And then the next day you swim and you bike and that's your workout for the day. Not the next day, but like three days later. And then at the end of the week, you do all three, but you do them very easily. So your body is going, oh, we're doing this now.
0: Kind of like a muscle memory thing.
1: Absolutely. So I brick train when I swim. I swim at LMU with the coaches and it's fun to watch these 21-year-old girls just kick my ass. You know, after, after I get out of the pool, but it's we swim... It's fun
0: to watch 21-year-old girls swim.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I, th- I think that's fair to say. It's
1: fair to say. Um, these are athletes, though. You know, these are scholarship athletes, so it's like, man, <laughs> don't, don't look at them wrong. They'll kick my butt. But I, I do train to swim, but I ride my bike to the pool. So every time I swim, I brick train. I ride two and a half miles through some crazy hills from Playa to LMU. I swim for an hour, hardcore. And then I ride back. And that's, that's, a, that's a small brick, brick training. Some days I will ride my bike back and feel it. And I'll go run for a couple of miles. And that's a, that's a full-on three bricks. And the more you do that, the more your body is like, as you said, muscle memory. Huh. You start getting in triathlon shape.
0: So after you do the first triathlon, wh- what do you feel like it, it woke up in you as far as... I think just as men, you know, were goal-oriented. E- even if your goals are not huge... There's something wonderful about chasing them.
1: The big goal, as you said earlier, swimming is hard. I was determined to become an effective and and efficient swimmer. And I said, that's going to be the hardest thing for me to do. I can always ride my bike. I can soldier through a long run. I'm not fast, but I I can run forever. But swimming, I was scared. I was genuinely like, I'm not going to be able to do this. So I joined what's called the master's program at LMU, which is a polite way to go. All the old people, you swim with us. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's been eight months and now I am an effective swimmer. And it was about three to four months of just being able not to sink. Um, and I'm not a sinker. I'm a pretty buoyant person. But when you don't know how to swim and you're doing it for distance and fluidity, it takes, it's just hard. It's just weird. You know, you're in a yeah. pool and your stroke has to be this and you have to breathe like this and you ha- it's just what the hell? It took three months for me to, to not just gasp for air and go, no, go ahead. I, I got to wait. Now I'm at the point where I can go thousands of meters with people in, around my age and get out of the pool and get on my bike and, and ride. And that really worked for the ocean swim. So when I got into the ocean for the Malibu, zipped on through. And there's a whole technique to ocean swimming, but that was a huge goal. It was important for me to be comfortable in the water and to be, I don't care about the other stuff. I'm just going to be an effective swimmer, and I have become that, with a lot of help from a lot of really cool people, but I have become that, and that's a great feeling. What kind of fears did you have when it came to swimming? Out of breath, forgetting my stroke, uh, drowning. um,
0: Drowning's a good one.
1: Drowning. Not being able to do it consistently all the way through. Um, And you can see now, you know, it's like, oh, if I only know then what I know now, but during the Malibu Triathlon, there are these sculpted dudes, and you're just flying by them. And that, and you know, they're, before they get to the first marker, they're backstroking, and they're like, oh, what did I get myself into? It's like, you got to know how to swim. Swimming is not a lot of athletic prowess, in my opinion. Is that prowess? Prowess, <laughs> yeah. But it's more, it, in, it, for me, it is technique. Know your stroke, get into your rhythm, and don't worry about when somebody else hits you in the head because it's going to happen because there's a billion people in a small space. Don't fight the current. It's an ocean. You're not going to win. Yeah. And don't let a wave pick you up and dump you on your ass. You know, time it. Grab the sand. Get out there. It's, there's all these things that I didn't know. Now I know. And it's and a phenomenal feeling. It's, um, it's nice when I get into a pool and I just scream it back and forth. And people go, are you a professional swimmer? It's like, no, but I know how to swim now.
0: I'm Michael Phelps. I used to be taller. Nice to meet you.
1: <laughs> Absolutely not. No, not. I don't even know what that guy's doing in the water. It's, I mean, I'll wa- you watch these Olympic swimmers. The times that these guys do just, I, I shake my it's head. It's weird, yeah. It really, yeah. It, it, it's a whole other level. I'm not even, I don't even like talking about it. It infuriates me how fast these <laughs> people are. So what is it about pools that's harder for you than the ocean? The wall. You have it in your head that you have to stop. Flip it or touch it and turn back around. Um, chlorine drives me crazy. I don't. Sw- I don't use goggles in the ocean. Um, you got to use goggles in the pool. Chlorine will burn your eyes. Uh, the salt water. You get used to salt water in 90, in ninety seconds, and I'm living proof of that. In fact, yeah, I've just I don't wear goggles in the ocean, and then I don't wear goggles when I surf. <laughs> so why would I wear them when I swim?
0: No, but the only time I surfed, I wore goggles. <laughs> I am not joking. It was uh, it was pretty cool. Okay. You no, know, I, I have
1: contacts, and I was like, I'm gonna, That's try, different. "I'm gonna try." It was a mess. That's different. I don't. I don't wear contacts or a helmet. Um if you're if you're surfing your reef and rocks I'd I'd totally wear a helmet. It's safety. It's it's dangerous. No, no, I, I didn't
0: wear a helmet. But oh. No, but I, I did have on goggles and earplugs.
1: Oh, okay. I don't know about the earplugs, but you know if you got sinus infections, I get that too.
0: I I have a hole in one of my eardrums, so I think
1: That's smart then.
0: Water I get ear infection. I totally get it. What I'm saying is I'm a regular Kelly Slater. <laughs> oh, that's the only surfer i can think of
1: he's he's amazing and he's and he's and he's well into his 40s and he is still competing with the 20 year olds
0: in goggles and earplugs like, i know I, I don't no, i don't think so Nah, watch some of his no. gopro
1: videos he's just looking at you like yep it's me <laughs> i'm better than you you ever take the gopro out on your surfboard oh yeah i have a little mount and i'm um, going to hawaii in about a month and um, i'm buying an ipod another lens i'm gopro crazy it's so fun
0: that's awesome yeah that just seems like fun to me.
1: It is fun. And that's another thing that's really hard to learn. I started surfing when I was 43.
0: You picked a hard time to like, get into this stuff. <laughs>
1: but think about this. You know. It, I don't know what it was. Sometimes sometimes free time is the best thing in the world. You could either sit on the couch and, and watch reruns of Friends, which I also still do. Or you could say, you know what? I'm going to just try something new. Um, or I'm just going to at least give it a shot. Or you just tell yourself, with the surfing and with the triathlon, it's like, I'm just going to do this. Whatever. Who cares about the outcome? I'm just going to do this. I'm going to totally train this way. And I'm going to learn how to do this. And I'm going to finish this. And then you do it. And then everything else changes around you. The day I started hardcore training for the Malibu Triathlon, the hardest day I remember was an ocean swim. They do clinics where they, they take you out. There's lifeguards. There's all these things. And I was tired. But I said, I'm going to finish this. I'm going to finish this. And there was a lifeguard in a kayak, hippie dude, cool guy. You know, they got all these guys watching all the swimmers because there's a lot of people who are novices. This guy goes, hey, give me your goggles. And I'm like, huh? And he goes, give me your goggles. They're screwing you up. They're getting you off course. And I'm like, "Button." and he goes, "You're not, he said this stuff to me. Your eyes will adjust to the salt water really quick. Give me your goggles. I give him my goggles. And he goes, are you breathing out of your nose or your mouth? And I go, I don't know. And he goes, breathe out of your mouth. When you come up, make a deliberate breathe, breath out and take a big one in. Or the opposite, I'm, I'm, like, I'm all excited telling you this. And I said, okay, all of a sudden I'm swimming easier and I'm swimming on course and my eyes immediately adjusted to salt water. And all of a sudden I, I got it, it clicked. And I got back to shore, it was a long swim. I fell down to my knees and in the moment of being incredibly tired and like, I don't believe I got through that, I also got incredibly strong. And I knew right then, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be fine. Things are now different. The trippiest part of that whole day was I went looking for my goggles. I was asking the other lifeguards and they said, hey, uh, where's the dude that was in the kayak? They go, what was his name? And I go, I don't remember his name. Um, But he had this, and he had this bleach blonde hair, and nobody knew who the hell I was talking about. And then I didn't see the dude anymore, and I was like going, did that really happen? Did I manifest this guy, or did it happen and he's just not here? Whatever. Was it a dolphin? Call it what you want. And I I think about that day every time I'm training. Huh. Because that was the shift. And things shifted for me that day. I'll never forget that day. And that happened at 47 years old. And that was... Pretty freaking cool.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. you got to paint the picture for me with the swimming. Yeah. Now, is it you swim out and then back, or is it parallel to the ocean, or is it both?
1: Each time I've swam, the, the sprint is a quarter-mile swim, and the Malibu Triathlon is a half-mile swim. You swim out to a marker. They just It's like a buoy. Uh-huh. And uh, you turn, and then you swim north. So you're looking at the beach over your right shoulder. Each of the triathlons I've done, that's been the course. And then you hit another marker, and then you go back in. You go out, you go right, you go right, you go back. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> like a little box.
1: Mm-hmm. That's it.
0: How do you handle all the people by you?
1: Well, here's the thing. A lot of people think triathlons are very competitive. They're not. You're competing with yourself. Even if you're on a relay, like if you're just going to do the swim, and your buddy's going to do the bike, and the other guy's going to do the run. Cheating. No, that's called the relay. That's yeah, called being a <laughs> yeah. puss. You're still just doing it. You're competing with yourself. Um, so you're, you're, by, you're, you're alone, which also is good because I'm kind of a loner. It's, that, that's, uh, that's another reason why it was conducive for me to do this. It's like, cool, this is all on me. Um, the first swim, yeah, everybody who flicked me or kicked me or slapped me in the head, not meaning to, they're all sh- crappy swimmers like me. Yeah. <laughs> it's I stopped, oh, sorry. And they're, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. But that's, that's part of the process. You become a good swimmer and on the Malibu one, I know I flick people and slap people. And I got kicked like crazy. You don't stop. You don't say sorry. You keep going. And within a few yards, no one's near you. That's how that works. I'm training my girlfriend yeah. right now to do, she's doing this with me. She's, yeah. she's all gung-ho. She loves to surf too. And she's like, she, all the anxieties that I had are coming up with her. And I said, I told her, I said, the second somebody hits you, keep going. She's like, but, I go, don't worry about it. They're just trying to swim, as are you. The second you hit somebody, say you're sorry, but don't stop and say you're sorry. Say sorry and keep going. If it's going to cost you your breath, don't say sorry. She goes, that's mean. And I go, it's not mean. They'll do the same. This is how it is. It's nobody means to kick or hit you. It's just, you're all crammed into a hamster box. Keep, just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. I keep texting her pictures of Dory from Finding Nemo.
0: The wait is finally over. Baseball season is here at last, and the excitement continues all season long at DraftKings.com, the official Daily Fantasy partner of Major League Baseball. Daily Fantasy means no season-long commitments. There's instant cash, instant gratification for your fantasy sports skills. But at DraftKings, it's like a brand-new season every time you play. It's as simple as you select two pitchers, eight position players, Stay under the salary cap, and you can be on your way to a huge payday. Just like my guy Peter from Colorado. He won a million bucks at DraftKings last year in just one day playing fantasy baseball. When I say Peter's my guy, I don't know him, but, uh, you know, he'd be a good guy to know because he's a millionaire from a day's work. That's not bad. Hundreds of thousands of fantasy sports fans have already cashed in over at DraftKings, so maybe you're next. Hurry to DraftKings.com now and enter promo code SCHOOL to play for free. You can win part of the $300 million in prizes being awarded this season. Use promo code SCHOOL, that's S-C-H-O-O-L, for free entry now at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com, that's DraftKings.com. Would you be more comfortable if we had some green day in the background so you feel like you're in K-Rock?
1: Oh, no, not at all. A lot of times I turn down the music. (laughs) Texting my my girlfriend or or researching something or, you know, deciding or looking at, oh, I'm going to talk about the new Beck song. So anything new in the world of Beck. So I'll be online looking at new Beck stuff. Before the internet, when you were doing radio, you had to prep your show, the entire show. Now I prep about two hours of it. Solid, you know, but it's cool. It's media, so it's ongoing. So it's like, well, it's actually good to leave it a little bit open and to see if anything new comes up while you're on the air. Because it does. All the time. Yeah. A couple of years ago when MCA of the Beastie Boys passed away, it happened during Cat uh, Corbett's shift. Cat's our uh, midday, midday DJ, and she's awesome. She's a really, cool, really cool lady. And it happened while she was on the air. And, you know, she's, she has her show planned out, but it's like, nope, drop everything. we got to talk about this legend, at least for our format, who just passed away of cancer. And that became the show, and she, she did a great job of it. He was my favorite Beastie Boy, too. I met him once. You know, he was like the Zen Buddha one. Yeah, he was yeah. the different one. He wasn't, he was from, he was the one from Manhattan, not from Brooklyn, I think. And he was just, and he was just the nicest guy and just so chill. And it's like, we were taking this giant group picture with him. So he was the only one I could say hello to. But I shook his hand. I'm like, I just met MCA. That was pretty rad.
0: <laughs> I dig that. And there's really something about being in Los Angeles. And yeah, I know I work in television, but like, as cool as it is to see whatever actor, like at a restaurant, I feel like when you see a music person,
1: uh, it's so much better. Well, not, not all of
0: them, but like the ones I like.
1: Well, think about it. I always have theories about what, why people connect with certain things. Um, music is so personal. It's your thing. And remember, when do you usually listen to music? When you're in your car. Your, your car, at least in this town, that's an extension of your house. Yeah. So you're at home in your car. So when your songs come on, it's like, oh, cool. MCA's sitting next to me. He's, he's, he's saying this to me. I could even say the same thing about television. Television, you, you are on your couch watching your TV in your house. And the images on screen are smaller than you, so they're safe. They're not threatening.
0: <laughs> it's not the IMAX.
1: Exactly. Yeah, That's you, why
0: You invite them into your home.
1: Or, or, and you kick them out the second you turn it off. You're totally in control of television stars, and you're totally in control of the people that you listen to musically. So there's a neat, there's a neat thing that happens when you get to meet them or you get to interact with them.
0: Oh, I like that. You do your third triathlon.
1: I did the third one, which was a sprint, yeah.
0: And what, what was different about you as,
1: as a person by the time you get to the third one? The confidence wa- was bordering cockiness. <laughs> Not in my attitude towards other people, but so in my own head about the time that I wanted to beat from my first triathlon and how I was going about doing that and how... You know how like you're, you're you're doing something that's important to you, and when it's over, you, re- you kind of have to recapture it in your head of what just happened?
0: Sure, yeah.
1: I don't remember the third one. I know what I did. I know my time. I know what I wore. I know all the things that went into it. But it took about two days for me to realize that I had done it, because I said I was going to beat my time by this amount, and I obliterated it. And I was very, I was very proud of myself. And it's not a brag when you have a goal and you nail it and then you exceed it after really flailing. And You also
0: re- learned so much
1: technique. I and, learned a yeah. lot of technique. I learned a lot of con- conservation of energy. Uh, I was mostly proud of the run because I'm a bad runner. I don't like to run. I have brittle, cruddy feet. I have my, we talked about my back. I just don't like it. And it doesn't help that you're freaking exhausted when it's time to run. Are you all wet? You're, you're you're moist because <laughs> yeah. it takes place early in the morning in Hermosa too. So the, the you know the marine layer hasn't even lifted. It's just oh, yeah. it's it's just it's all mental at that point. But uh, going into it, I felt myself getting to that. Um, have you ever tried to talk to certain, or you've ever seen pro athletes? And I'm not comparing myself, but I'm, this is the best I can think of. When I was a kid, I grew up in Phoenix, and I would watch Phoenix Suns games, and I loved going down before the player introductions because I like standing next to these giant people. I was this tiny kid, and I just remember the, the Phoenix Suns had a player named Garfield Hurd who was six six, and he was their power forward at the time, but, you know, 6'6", 220 pounds. He was a big, he was a big man. Yeah. I, to this day, I always remember his focus and his intensity before games. He had a thousand-yard stare, and the other guys, they had that, you know, they had, I'm getting ready for my game, but you could get an autograph from them. If you approached him, he didn't see you, and if you touched him, he'd shake his arm <laughs> away, and he'd just, and he'd glare at you. He was really intense and almost angry, but he was just so focused. And I remember thinking that, you know, you have to line up next to all your your fellow triathletes to get into the water. And I just remember I wasn't blinking. I was so ready to go, and my adrenaline was just screaming at me. And I did a really fast swim, and I I was just out. I just was next, next, next. I was borderline really angry. But I, when I look back at it, it says, no, you were just incredibly locked in. And I think that's why, in my opinion, I did so well for me. I came in 11 minutes faster than the year before. That sounds like a lot. It was a lot. Yeah, It was a lot. Um, I had a crazy kick at the end. Here's something a lot of people don't know who don't do triathlons. Was, this, this is my favorite thing. This is honestly my favorite thing okay. about the whole deal. You, when you get there, they write your number. You know, you have to have a number. You have to be logged in so they know who you are during the race. So they, with a grease pen, they write your number on your shoulder, and they write your age on the back of your right calf. So anybody who's in front of you, you see how old they are. <laughs> yeah. Talk about the sea biscuit, sea biscuit Theory. If I see somebody younger than me in front of me when I run, I run well. And so for the last two miles of the run, there was a tall clearly a decent runner in front of me who is 29 20 years older than this guy and he's running and i'm like i'm at least gonna tie him and i'm mad because he can run and i'm a bad runner but he wasn't a good triathlete he gassed himself and as soon as i got out level with him I, le- I, I leveled with him and I got in front of him and I let him see my leg and I could feel him start coming when he <laughs> saw, oh my God, that guy who's almost 50 is not going to beat my young ass. And I beat him. And it was a really good feeling. And after it, I went up to him and I said, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have gotten this time. So I shook his hand. Nice guy.
0: Then he punched you in the face.
1: Then he beat the shit out of No, no, no. He was 29. He, he was really nice. So that's one of my favorite things about yeah, it. That's There's, cool. That's neat. I, I like that aspect about it.
0: When I when I was like a teenager, my mom ran marathons. Oh wow. Yeah. So she made all the rest of us look like schlubs. Yeah. Which which wasn't hard. Like <laughs> on, like on our own we put good effort into that. Yeah. But I would I would occasionally run like five Ks or ten Ks or Wow. Did a couple like fifteen K's with her. That's a few. Yeah, yeah. That's fifteen kilometers. Yeah, yeah
1: but yeah. like that's that's you know, that's more than ten miles. Yeah, what is that?
0: Or, I don't know. Or I'm or not- Is that 9.3
1: something like you got me. I'm yeah. I am so not a mathlete
0: or a metric guy, not even. But I remember like always at the end, I would have that like kick. There was just something like so fun to me about smoking people when they look the most upset. I think that's probably like why I like found the strength to do that.
1: I think there's something to that because it's just twisted. No, I mean, you know we can say oh the competitive spirit all this stuff once again as i said earlier for me you're on your own when you're doing a try yeah you just are i don't care if people are cheering you on that was the other thing about the the last two except for the people that i had trained with nobody i knew was there nobody came to watch me not that i even asked anybody you know i didn't even tell people i was doing it i just it was like this is the this is my thing kind of a
0: weird spectator sport anyway like when you're in the water, nobody can tell who's who. No, nope. probably no from way. The beach, and then nope. You're on a bike. You go buy them.
1: I I like watching them on TV for to seeing what the best ones do. And
0: yeah, TV makes sense. Yeah, yeah but I wouldn't
1: yeah. want to go watch one. Um, I, I mean, I it's a big turnout for the Malibu one. They do a lot of good for uh, LA Children's Hospital, and it's like cool. Every, everybody who participates has to make a certain amount of donations, and that's it's great. It makes it There's makes celebrities in that one. There, yeah, it's a big deal. It's yeah. it's but it's a, it's a very good cause. It's it's a it's a big to do, but um. I know what you mean. Like I just said, it's like you see how somebody you see what the age of somebody is, or then you see somebody who's older than you and you can't catch them, and then there's another goal to hit the next time. As I keep saying, you know, it definitely shifted for me. A lot of things shifted for me, and um, it's happening again now. I have the pleasure of I'm not I'm no master of it. I'm still a glorified weekend warrior, but I I look at my time. I said I want to get this time. I did not hit my time in the Malibu that I thought I would, but that's correctable. I can I think I I think I might get close to it this year. But it's kind of fun to 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 do to do this with my girlfriend right now who's 44 and she's in amazing shape and she's she's been an athletic person her whole life. She's the one that likes to do the stairs in Santa Monica and kicks my ass. Those are rough. And she's she she does she does two or three more than me and then runs up runs up the hill and she goes, "Okay, let's go let's go eat." It's like we all got, you know, we're all good at what we do. But her thing is swimming and it's fun to help her swim. And she's already improve 50 percent of her swimming she's like i get it i get it i see what you mean it's like takes a while
0: i think just in life it's interesting to me how there's certain things with just like a little tweak in technique you can change everything
1: mm-hmm. her and i have arguments every day about swimming she goes i'm scared of this i'm scared of that and i said well why don't you just stay in bed she goes you prick and i'm like no <laughs> seriously and she's like well that's not what i mean i go then quit saying it and i mean i i genuinely i think What you say about what you're going to do, even if it's tongue-in-cheek, especially when it comes to this type of stuff, this is as serious as I'll get about it. Okay. I think it's really important not to be glib about your training. I think it's okay to know when, ah, screw it, I've had enough, I'm getting a hamburger. (laughs) I I, I think that's fine. I had that happen to me yesterday. I I I did a bike ride out to Manhattan Beach. I go to the monkey bars. I did a couple of pulls. i ah, screw this. I don't want to do that. Oh, crap, there's wind on the way back. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's all happening. But before she even gets out of bed, she's, her fears start bubbling up. And this is not a rip on her at all because it happens to me too. It's like, ah, crap, I got to uh, stop it. We, we automatically go there sometimes when it comes to something that might be a little challenging. And I think I just stop verbalizing it. And she says, so what, are you just keeping it and pushing it way down? I said, no, I'm not even acknowledging it. There's no point in being scared about something that you're going to do consistently for the next four months. Just get over it. What's the worst that's going to happen? You can't drown. You're in a buoyant wetsuit with 30 lifeguards and 20,000 <laughs> people around you. Yeah. You're not going to get hurt unless you really are trying to. you know. So, and she was all nervous about her first ocean swim. And I said, here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. She goes, no, you don't know. And then she gets out of the water and she's like, yeah, all that happened. I'm like, I know it was, it was, it was bizarre to me too. But you just, you stop verbalizing. Oh, it's going to be cold. Oh, it's going to be early. Oh, I'm going to get sand. Oh, I'm. G-. It's like, so what? Just do it. So if you, even if the fear is there, it's like you don't give credit to it. That's a good way to put it. I think. Yeah, I just don't acknowledge it anymore. Yeah, I just can't. I just like, there's no point, point. and there's nothing to be worried about. There really isn't. It's fun. You could uh, do a face plan off a bike. Absolutely. That's what the helmet's for. And you know what? The, my biggest fear, especially when the, with the Malibu one, is, and this is what people had, people feared me when my first uh, Hermosa one. I didn't know what I was doing. The people that don't know what they're doing and panic or get out of line or start doing the, whatever it is that's going to screw up, screw up what you're doing, that's scary. And at the same time, you know, I have empathy for them because it's like, I was there last year. I sure. get it. It's like, oh my God, I would be so mad if I was a world class athlete and I was in front of me and I was in front of me. <laughs> I would be irate. It's like, get the hell out of my way. At the same time, the guys that scream by me uh, on their bikes and in the, in the water, it's like, they also know how to avoid people like me. They, they know how to get around it. And I'm, I'm learning that.
0: But when they do pass you, do you yell, that's only because I have scoliosis.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. that, that's what i would do um when they go past me i just i i admire and i and i'm like right on good for you nice bike nice bike i love my bike though i'm, I'm very that's the other thing it's kind of weird it's this yin and yang of the competitive nature it's like i know that i just got passed by a guy that's that's gonna get money for doing this <laughs> i paid to do this <laughs> so immediately the levels are, are drawn the lines are drawn i'm like i'm over that i'm okay with that
0: it's all interesting to me because it's three sports rolled into one. Yeah, and it just—it seems to me like, all right, you're gonna go for a swim. Why you gotta hop on a bike when you're all wet? <laughs> <laughs> like, It's—it's uh, it's excessive. Yeah, and I think, like, I—I'm just whether or not I'm going to ever do a triathlon. Just the, the extreme nature of, oh, let's do this thing. Then we'll do this. Then we'll do this. Like, there's just something interesting about that.
1: Mm-hmm. Well. You can do it any way you want. That's the interesting thing about it. I mean, there, you know, there are some uh, women who are older than me from my HR department where I work. They do them every year. They don't give a shit about their time. They're not... They're, they're doing... I mean, that's so admirable. I mean, these are people that probably never did a lot of athletic stuff for their entire life. You can sort of tell just by the way they're, they're going into the water. They're in no rush. But they are going to do it, and they finish. And that's, um, that's pretty cool, you know.
0: Especially for the HR department.
1: Especially for the HR, where their job is to sit down, <laughs> sit down, eat this, eat this crap at your. Da- I mean, whatever, and fire I mean,
0: people. And, yeah, and, you know,
1: but take away their benefits. What I'm saying yeah. is, is like you know, a lot of desk, a lot of desk jockeys who they're not in it. You know, they're you said desk jockey, desk no. jockeys. Oh, yeah. You know, cubicle, cubicle slaves. They're not in it to to kick ass. They're in it to do something. They're in it to help children's hospital. They're in it to. See what level of, what, what level they're at, and to move around, and you know. And by the way, the food after at the, uh, the Malibu one, oh my god! And you're so hungry, <laughs> so it's it's good food, and you can eat all you want, and it's really fun. Oh, that's nice.
0: They probably don't even have to give you food, so good because they don't just, have to. But yeah. it's it's
1: part of the package. Oh, very nice. It's it's actually yeah. It's it's um, as I said, there there was a big shift for me, uh, you know. Last I think June during that swim, things have been less of a struggle since.
0: You've uh, taken to writing about some of your Yeah, I like, to, blo- I like
1: to, I'm not, uh, I'm not what, I, what you call a writer, but I can stream of conscious type. <laughs> it's like, oh, and this happened, and then before I know it, there's a, there's a couple of pages. Of,
0: if it's coherent, that's kind of what matters
1: most on the it, internet. It can be. Yeah. Yeah. No, I wrote about that day. I called it frequency matching. Einstein had this whole theory about match the frequency with what you want, which is, which is just a fancy way to go, hey, just work hard. <laughs> because that, that's what frequency matching is. It's like, what do you want? Well, then go in that direction. If you want this result, you have to match, you have to match this level of effort. And that's all the triathlon stuff was. And that, that's, that really hit home to me. Whatever it is you want to do, and because of the triathlon training, really quick, the training is fun, but the training's hard. The triathlons are a blast. They're not hard. That's all mental at that point. If your body's not ready for it, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. But but I'm telling you, like the triathlons were challenging, but it's the training that's tough. The triathlon itself is like, I'm having a good time. Is I'm- it
0: kind of like a big party in a way? No. I mean, nope. okay. it
1: feels like it right before. You know, everybody loading up. the adrenal- You can just feel people's adrenaline just bubbling, and that's cool. That feels like a party, but it's a different kind of party.
0: Because I've ran in some road races that feel like a party.
1: Like, there's just... Uh well like beta breakers in San Francisco that's a party. Well, that, that sure. Yeah,
0: there's there's things like that. Yeah. But now just where like there's just such a good energy yeah. and when you have a lot of people in the same place kind of The ma- the
1: Malibu way. was good energy because even though it's still kind of a weekend warrior event, you kind of have to be ready for that. That 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 can be pretty strenuous. The Hermosa one I, I bet there are some dudes out there and some women out there that are like, yeah, I'll do that. They're just in great shape. They can just do it. They don't have to train for it. Dicks. Dicks. Yeah. <laughs> I I still have to train. But it is a fun event. It It's fun. But yeah, you do have to, you have to put a certain amount of energy in into it. You're going to get in what you're going to get out of it. I mean, you hear that all your life, but that's what that's, that's all that is. And it kind of bled into a lot of other things that I do. And I don't want to say the other things... I do came easily, but I found myself putting a better effort towards them. So they, they came instead of why aren't I getting this or why isn't this falling the way that I want it to? And then after the revelation day or whatever you want to call it, the day on the beach, Jesus on a kayak. Thank you. Yeah. Jesus. That's awesome. That's a good name for a book or a band (laughs) or an album title, (laughs) however you want to do it. But after that day, a lot of things have fallen where I want them to. And it's not a mystery. It's like I'm, I'm, matching, I'm matching the frequency that needs to be matched to get, to get from here to here.
0: Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Now, if somebody who's listening is like, all right, this, this Ruben guy sold me on triathlons a little bit.
1: Where do you even start? Um, I don't know. What can you already do? What are you already ath- athletic at? And what is your best? What's the thing you do best? I'm 0 for 3. You're 0 for 3. Well, I mean, what do you do, Caleb? Do you do anything athletic at all right now?
0: Uh, what was the question
1: again? Do you play tennis or do you take a walk or jog around the block? Or, I mean, anything.
0: Do I look like a tennis player?
1: I'm not asking that. There, I, I look
0: like a, a linebacker who eats tennis balls.
1: But, dude, there are, there are women that are older than me in my swim class who they look like, first of all, they're grandmothers, two of them. I'm thinking of this one woman. She is this tiny woman. She's 5'3". You, you look at her in her bathing suit and you're like, no way. I can't keep up with her in the pool. No joke. Her technique is pristine. And when she first started two years ago, she said, I didn't even know how to swim, let alone stroke. Huh. So, no,
0: I, uh, all shapes
1: and sizes, dude.
0: it's just hiking.
1: Hiking. So, you're, so, you can hike. Can you do runyon and, and, yeah, and, yeah. and have a day after it, not need a three-hour nap? yeah.
0: Well, I mean, sometimes I like a three-hour nap.
1: Hey, who doesn't?
0: No, well, one of the nice things about living here in Southern California is there's places to go hiking that aren't super far away. Yeah. So when I say hiking, I get afraid because when, like, serious hikers are like, hey, you want to go do this hike? First, we drive four hours. I'm like, no, I just want to, (laughs) like... Go down the street. And,
1: right. Oh, but, you can yeah. do, but you could go do a decent run-y and hike and come back and sit down and, and have your work day and then go get dinner with your girl and all that stuff. It's not, it's not like, a, oh, God, I hiked today.
0: No, no, no. Yeah, I, I can do a okay. So you mile start, hike, no problem.
1: So you start there. So then you start looking at your hike as more of, I'm going to hike three times this week, and they're each going to be six miles. You start there. And then, if for triathlon stuff, you say, okay, I need to get on my bike. If you have a beach cruiser, great. Just get on your bike. And say, I'm going to go from here to here. Instead of driving my car to Trader Joe's, I'm going to put a backpack on. I'm going to ride my bike to Trader Joe's, lock it up, get, a, get half the stuff that I need in, ride and ride home. That's how I shop, by the way. I don't drive my car to the grocery store. I get what I need for the next two days now. So I always get my ride in if I don't have time. If you can't I can't
0: spend too much money. That's good.
1: You can't spend too much money. You can't spend it on crap. And you get your good ride in. Because yeah. there's a Trader Joe's about six miles from me. So I get a 12-mile ride in. And, it's, and that's one way to start. So you just start... As I said it's a you have to think about the basic stuff, and you can exercise all the time without exercising. me riding to Trader Joe's isn't me going on a bike ride. that's me getting yogurt because I need it. Yeah. <laughs> you know that's I need a banana, I need a pretzel, so I have to eat so I will, I'll just take my bike instead of my car and in l a you know it's such a car culture. What are the things that you use your car for that you could walk, run, or ride to that's a good way to just at least change your attitude towards how you, live, how you live on a daily basis. Oh, I like that. But I do that a lot. And I live, you know, I, live, I live at the beach. I'm a little isolated. It takes a while to get, I always have to give myself another 30 minutes. It's so awesome to know that, oh, I can ride my bike here. Or I can run there. Or I can ride my bike here. Lock it. Walk there. Go back. You know, There's all these ways to get around being in your car and maybe saving gas if you don't have a Prius. So that's one way to start. The other way is just sign up for the next one available and start training for it, which is exactly what I did for Malibu.
0: That, that one's good, too.
1: Because it costs money.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, you got, you got a little skin in the game.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I signed up for it, and I said, I'm going to have to train differently. But once again, I, I got it in my head that, as I said, I don't want to repeat, but I'm going to learn how to swim. That's all I'm going to do. I didn't look past it. And once I started realizing, it's like, hey, idiot, you can swim. It's like, all right. Let's start doing the brick training, as we talked about earlier. And then it, my body, as you said, muscle memory, my body started shifting into, we're going to do all this now. So we're going. So you get going. And then you get addicted to it. And then you start learning about supplements and diet and what you should eat the night before. And if is carb loading legit? And should I eat this and should I not eat that? Here's the brilliance about training for a triathlon. When you start getting into it and when you start eating Everything, everything you eat goes into better performance the next day. Your body stops craving crap. You literally, I hate using the word because I'm not 19, but you literally start tr- seeing your body transform because it starts looking the way it's supposed to look. And I'm not going to go into diet or you should eat this. I'm not doing that. I am just saying your body will start craving what it needs and it will not crave the crap that it doesn't need.
0: That sounds awesome.
1: It's really cool. I'm a big aficionado of oatmeal, as much as possible, all the time, because it's a good training food.
0: You're sponsored by Quick Oats, right? Mm,
1: I have no sponsors. No.
0: But, <laughs> but you, you have a new line of oatmeal coming out. I, I, I,
1: I buy Trader Joe's oatmeal, and I cook it myself. I never ate it before I started doing this. Now it's, now it's the staple of my diet. And it's a perfect food and it's good for you. And you mix it with this food for this type of training. You mix it for that food for that type of training. You eat it at 6 p.m. tonight because you're going to do an early morning thing. And you start living your life this way. And then it becomes who you are. And there's nothing magical about any of the stuff that I'm talking about. It simply becomes a practical way to approach all the stuff that you do.
0: Rich, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast here, but... Could I have you take us out, <laughs> K Rock style?
1: Well, first of all, I'm grateful for you having me, so thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. Um, let's see, take you out. I, I don't, I don't know terms. Well, what's? Oh, no, I can take you out. Just tell me what's coming up next. That helps me. <laughs> the outro. It's Ruben and Caleb on 106.7 K Rock ROQ. We are out of here. You know what's coming up next? Don't go anywhere. The outro.
0: Rich Ruben can be heard on K Rock 106.7 in Los Angeles, of course but his website is therichrubin.com, and he's on Twitter at Rubin1067. If there's a topic you'd like to hear covered on the show, thoughts, feedback, anything, manschoolshow at gmail.com is the email. I'm on Twitter at CalebEatsBacon, and there's also at ManschoolShow. You can find this class's show notes and more at manschoolshow.com. Don't keep your experiences to yourself, just be honest and get real.
1: Man's school, man school, man's school, man's school, man's school.